All right, here we go. What's up, guys? We're back here with another episode of the NMD Podcast. There's a little bit of a delay. We've been busy the past few weeks, so my, our apologies, sincere apologies. But we're back here, and we got some NFL football to talk about. And all we want to do is uh, tell you about some upcoming matchups to look forward to during this NFL season here. Some matchups that we think are going to be particularly interesting to watch or just one of those hidden gem games you wouldn't really have thought about. Uh, I want to start actually right on week one. Uh, it's a rematch of the uh, playoffs last season between the AFC playoffs, uh, between the Browns and the Chiefs, which both teams have made additions, have lost a couple of players along the way during the offseason. But if anything, I think the Browns are better than they were uh, in the playoffs last season. And the Chiefs, uh, I don't think they got much worse either. So you could argue that they got better. And they have some had some mix and matching on the offensive line. So it's a little bit of a different look. I wouldn't say they're necessarily worse, but definitely different. And they did lose Sammy Watkins, which I don't think will really impact that much because it seemed like he was hardly ever shown up, showing up in games or was hurt or whatever. But I like that matchup week one. I think that's a great way, a great game to kick off the first week of the NFL season. What are your thoughts on that? I think from one of our original episodes, the first or second episode, they've both teams have came a long way from like our initial, initial grades. So it's, it's going to be a preview of a playoff game later in the year. Yeah. Both teams are going to be healthy too. So should be a full, Full head-on collision there that week. Think the Browns are going to take that with their offensive line? I think I think the Chiefs made those moves on the offensive line, and I think they're going to maybe lose only one or two games. Really? No, yeah, I can see it. I mean, they. I think I feel like they should have played that way last year, just because their schedule wasn't like a gauntlet like it had been in previous seasons. I thought they had more in them during the regular season, but. Well, actually, they – I can't remember their win total. Did they get up to 14 last year? I don't think they got to 14, but I think they are like, maybe 13. I always think that they're a 14, 15-game capable winning team, like, which is high expectations, I understand. That's a lot of wins. But I'm just saying, like, they're that good. They have that many people they pay a you know, crap ton of money to on that roster. So offense, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, so I'd expect high, you know, a lot of – a high ceiling for them. Uh, moving on to the next one I have written down here. I just want to talk about the Lions and the Rams, the return of Matthew Stafford. Now, this one's interesting. Well, and I guess for Rams fans, it's the return of Jared Goff, which I don't think there's as many uh, you know, people who were like, oh, no, we lost Jared Goff from the Rams side fan base. But maybe there's some people out there. But uh, I think that'll be a good game, but it will probably only really be a good game for uh, the story. I don't think it's going to be a really competitive game per se. I would expect nothing less uh, than the Rams to just kind of beat down on the Alliance, but maybe it doesn't happen, but who knows? Uh, but I do want to bring up this. Uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think that about the, uh, the, the Lions fan base and their view of Matthew Stafford in that game? You think it will be like excitement. You'll be uh, excited to see him suck or excited to see him do good or somewhere in the middle, or I think there's going to be like a healthy balance of, of people who like mix and match those, those emotions. It'd be pretty split. I think, I think it's favored though, 
that people are going to want Stafford to do good and probably get a Super Bowl ring. But uh, myself, I'm on the other side that I'm hoping I'm hoping the Lions beat down on the Rams and Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. You know, he he deserved more, but he also gave up on the Lions. Sure, but I don't know. I guess I don't blame the guy. But then again, a competitor in you kind of should never give up, in your opinion. I mean, okay, then again, we should clarify. There's not, like, clear evidence of him giving up in the middle of a game and just saying, nah, screw it. I mean, I think – Scandal, but I'm just saying. But, like, heart-wise, you think he kind of gave up towards the end. What you're trying to say? Yeah. Yeah, I would would think so. But he kind of just, like, nah, I'm hurt. Bye. Like, Yeah. You know, you used to see him play through the broken fingers and everything, and I think year or two now, he's kind of – when he gets hurt, he's like, ah – let me sit out and heal up. It's hurting. Bye. Yeah. He's definitely been missing a lot more time lately. But I I bet this year, though, with the Rams, I bet you're going to see the tough Matthew Stafford again. It's going to be like a miracle. It's going to be like, whoa, see? He's fixed. Especially if they're winning. Yeah. So then where do you see the Rams going? That's not what we're talking about. Where do you see the Rams going? Uh, Like win total. He's they got a good defense and he's got the tools around him, honestly. He's got tough division. One of the yeah, it, it is a tough division. He's way out west now in the you know, the wild west. Mm-hmm. But he's but he's got the weapons all around him. Probably maybe the best O line he's had. Yeah. And probably the best, you know, weapons around him. He's got Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. I think they brought someone else, Deshaun Jackson. He's got Cam oh, Akers yeah. running behind him, so he's right, got right. he's got the weapons. The whole team's there. They're maxed out on their cap space. They're <laughs> yeah. ready to win now. They're ready. I think oh, I'm curious though is how Rams fans see Stafford coming from the Lions, and you know never doing anything in Detroit. I am. I wonder if people from the outside really put a lot of you know where they put the blame. I feel like I've always felt like from the outside, like, I feel like you can't, you can't really look at this and know unless you like live in a different state. Cause we, we both live in Michigan. I mean, you live in Ohio right now, but you've lived in Michigan, but like, like you don't hear the chat, the same chatter unless you're outside of Michigan. Like if, if someone else I'm from, I don't know, like LA or Boston was talking about like the lions would they be like, oh, yeah, Stafford's a pretty good quarterback. His team sucks, but he's pretty good. Or would they be like, oh, yeah, team sucks. He sucks. Who cares? Like, but what, like, you know, it's, hard, it's so hard to tell how they view, especially Detroit, because Detroit, it's not a bad market, but it's, except, especially in the past like 10, 15 years, all the teams have kind of just been forgotten about. Like, not forgotten about, but like, they're just low. They're not as popular. They're not, they're not doing good. So why would they be as popular? People don't care about teams that suck and are just in the gutter. That's kind of how Detroit sports has been for, I want to be fair, probably I want to say a decade, all, all three or all four. Especially well, these last decade. five years. Yeah. Maybe so, five or even like seven. Yeah. And so that during that span, no one really talks about Detroit. So I feel like it's not really a topic of discussion in other states, but, but now yeah. I guess LA would have an opinion on it because they've seen now, but I, I'd like to think that they, 
I think what when you do that, you probably see him for his stats and stat wise. He's thrown a lot of 4,000-yard seasons. He's only had a couple seasons where I think he didn't hit that mark. His touchdowns, you know, that kind of gets put on the team as a whole. Right. I think he's gotten 20 touchdowns quite often, but his stats aren't bad. So, so to say the least, you know. I think you just kind of take that with a grain of salt. I think you use the stats more when you haven't had them on your team before. That's kind of how you gauge it. I, I feel like, I guess, I don't know. They like should be excited MVP. then. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that. That would be the overall consensus there. All right, so moving on to the next one, we got this is a big one. It's near and dear and close to you, the Bucks and the Pats. That's uh Patriots, right at Gillette Stadium. Yes, uh-huh. yes, it is. What a game! Football. The the game makers, the schedule makers, really like. This is the cherry of the season right here. <laughs> is that what it this is? is the game of the season. And it's not even like really the Bucks versus New England. It's Tom Brady versus New England. Got to show them up. Tom against Be- they Tom, it's Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick. Oh, I like that even better. Yeah. And and they made it on week four. Tom Brady right now is 1,087 yards away from breaking the all-time passing yards record. So you think that's linked up, like subtly? In week four, he's just got to average 250, 55 yards, just about to, you know, break it in week four. Do you think the thought the thought process was, oh, if we wait right here, he might break it facing the Patriots? Do you think that was intentional? Re- returns home to New England to break the all-time passing yard record like an awfully uh you know big coincidence so yeah i I could see where that theory could come into play they they thought about that when they made that part of the schedule i think there's a good chance that he breaks it in week three because like tom can throw 300 yards a game easily he doesn't need to all the time so i'm I'm hoping that you know he'll hold off and he'll break it in new england it you know storybook writing for he throws for like 500 or 600 against the pats and breaks it that way he sits out the first two weeks, you know. He's like, I really want it to break. Yeah, him. yeah. Well, no, I'm sure he'll start like doing like well, no, even a shovel pass is considered a passing yard nowadays, right? So well, I'll just it'll run be, the ball. Well, it'll be interesting to see ball. how it works out. When they're when you're winning, you do run the ball. So I mean, if they're slaughtering teams in the first two weeks in the first half, like you might not finish with more than 200 yards. They might not need to, you know. So maybe. So you never know. I, I, like I basically envision Tom going to New England and then putting on his like cape and crown, and you know, that would you imagine? That's like he's he's got too much accomplishments. Think think Belichick would be angry if he saw him sitting there, with the crown on a cape, walking to New England on a red carpet. They roll right out on the fifty yard line. The the Buccaneers players roll out a red carpet out of the tunnel, they're like as if they're like unrolling it as Tom's walking out with the a crown and a scepter. He would get one heck of an, an applaud from so? New England fans. Yes. I would like to see the camera zoom in on uh, Belichick's face during that moment. In, in like a little, like little pop box over here. You'd see like smoke coming out of his ears. Yeah. It's, the game itself though, I think the Bucks are going to win, unfortunately. Unfortunately. But, uh, unfortunately. Fortunately. fortunately? 
I think I think they got you know, or you a Brady fan, Dawson. Which one is it? <laughs> New England's coming in hot this year, but the Bucks are returning all 22 players. Yeah, but they do got a lot of weapons. I think you're giving uh, not enough credit to the pay, the Patriots improvements this year, this offseason. I, I think the way they set up the team with that double tight end scheme, it's gonna be trouble. Maybe it'll be trouble for the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I got to ask you this, though. Uh, post-draft, who's the quarterback for the Patriots week one? Cam Newton. Yeah. What about week 12? I, in week 12, I think it should still be Cam. You think so? I don't see I Mac Jones should. starting for, like, two years. I think it should, but I was asking you what you think as a Patriots fan. Especially when you saw that pick. Do you think, oh, crap, that's our future. That's our quarterback this year? Or do you think, oh, that's a guy for the future? Or do you think, I don't really like this guy. He's going to fizzle out in a few years. Like, uh, I can't even think of the other backup. Or set or whatever. Jacoby <laughs> and Jimmy, yeah. I didn't want to say Jimmy. He hasn't fizzled out completely yet. But or set's probably never going to be a starting quarterback again. So, Yeah, that's true. When they I'm, – I'm more, I'm more modern, I guess. I like a quarterback that can run. And Mac Jones obviously isn't really that. Nope. So I'm definitely all Team Cam right now. I mean, unless he, Mac Jones is slinging it like Tom Brady, not you know throwing interceptions and having a seventy percent completion rate, I want Cam in the game. He gives us the best chance to win. All right, I just have to ask a, a Patriots fan their opinion of it, I guess. I would say mo- I would say most agree with me. Yeah. Cam Newton's the guy this year. You think the Patriots are winning the division? I know we, we did this earlier in the year, but you think they're winning the division right now? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Not the Dolphins? Not the Bills? Dolphins didn't even cross my mind. The Bills? The, the Bills are good, but they're not good. They're not better than the Patriots this year. They got one year of glory. Oh, one yeah. year, and that was it. Now what it's happens, over. What happens if that was just the beginning? And this year they go out and win like 15 games. I wouldn't know how to feel, Nate. <laughs> I gotta see it. Better. I gotta see it to believe it. Oh, okay, okay. You're not a believer in Josh Allen, are you? You said it. I, I just I see the out. Bills. I think of the out. Bills, and I just don't see him winning. All right. You're upsetting a lot of people, the Bills Mafia members. They're going to come knocking at your door. I'll send them the uh, Eddie. As long as they, you know, they won't come to Ohio. No. You just have where you live. Now they know. Pittsburgh. Go Steelers. Nope. Nice try. All right. Um, I got one more. Actually, I want to comment on that. So, I think – I think that's going to be – that's going to be must-watch TV. Because, actually, now that you mentioned it, I do think that – that may have been a little bit of a setup to try and get Brady the record on that night. And so I, and I do think it is pretty likely that that would be the, the night that it happens. So that's double why it would be must watch TV. Um, and I think the whole, the, obviously the story, the story is why this is such a great game on top, not even mentioning the fact that it's the, the passing record could be broken that night. Just the fact that it's Belichick facing his old, you know, disciple once you know after all these years didn't see him last year he won the super bowl without him 
prove that it wasn't Belichick, you know, all that, whatever. But now he's got to face him again. Like it's all the, all the emotions are going to be hostile. Are they even going to shake hands? Like is Belichick even, is he going to lie again the previous week and be like, we're not even care about that. We're just focusing on next week. Like, uh uh-huh. Yeah. You're not thinking anything about Tom Brady. Good one, Bill. Good one. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Yeah. mm -hmm. I believe you a lot. Um, so you know, all those things. I just wonder if it's if you're actually going to see a human out of Bill Belichick for a minute, maybe, maybe, maybe not, or if it's just going to be in the same old self. With I, like, I don't know. With like all the things that was said, like after Tom left and like Bruce Arians was taking a lot of shots at Bill. Yeah. Tom kind of had one or two that, you know, weren't really a big shots at him, but, you know, little nudges. I think Gronk, too, even. I think there's going to be a little bit of uh, hostility, hostility towards each other. I think so. Yeah. That's what makes for a great rivalry. I, I still wouldn't be surprised though. If like Tom and Bill like hug before the game. Or That's something. what I'm saying. Like what if some, it just everyone, all these things, the storylines and they just are hugging smiling before the game. Like you see Bill crack a wide smile. And you're like, Oh, that's weird. Huh? I feel like there should be hostility, but for some reason, I just I see him hugging it out and being like, "Hey, how's I it going?" Feel like football is such an intense sport that when you've been grinding at it for so many years with each other, that and you break apart, there's so many initial emotions that you're going to be feeling some type of way about it. But in the end, like I think they they appreciate the time they had together, and that will overtake all the like that the three months of like hostility they had for each other. I think the 20 years makes up for is more important than the three months, you know? Yeah. So I think it'll be, I think I'm voting for the latter. I think it'll just be the hug before the game or something like that. They'll see some funny storyline. I don't know. Or they will see like, you'll probably see now. Do you think that, well, they have to, there's no way they can't. They'll see a big, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, like on the big screen, you'll see a big highlight reel of all the Tom Brady moments. Thank New England fans will be thanking Tom Brady for all the things he's ever done. That kind of thing. The Absolutely. Back. That'll be Absolutely. a lot of a lot of film for that highlight reel, eh? Twenty years. Twenty years of film. You're still it's crazy just to say that. Yeah. All right. I do want to get onto our last matchup that we have here. It's not quite as historically, you know amazing but it is cool i think it's a it would be a nice matchup to watch and it could be one of those uh future like uh for the future like rivalries at least qb rivalry matchups that we're gonna live to see like the rogers and brady's rivalries and you know it's always fun to like predict who it'll be those guys in 10 years and so or like even five years i mean it doesn't have to be 10 but uh the jaguars versus the Bengals. so trevor lawrence facing uh the Bengals of joe burrow and I think this is a very intriguing matchup. And also, both these teams are kind of at the same stage of the rebuild. Not really very deep. <laughs> They're both, they kind of both have some offensive talent, but they lack they lack a little bit on the defensive end, I think, is safe to say for both. Which could make for a good game in terms of with two gunslinging quarterbacks, you know? So I, I like this matchup, and honestly, I don't. I don't know who's going to win it, but I just think it's a fun game to watch. Uh, seeing Trevor Lawrence go against another uh, quarterback who's at least close to his draft year is always something interesting to see. So 
I think Joe Burrow, I think Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is going to have a great year this year. If he finishes the whole year healthy, I think he's going to have a great year. I predict at least 3,500 passing yards, maybe even 4,000. That's a modest. Maybe even 4,000. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that game? Nothing? Something? <laughs> it, it's, it's funny to think because, like, I think of each team and it's like, there's no players on either team that make you want to be like, that team's going to win. No. The, the only thing is like Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow. I, of course, love Trevor Lawrence. So, you know, it's, Jags got to win. But there's really nothing that distinguishes these teams. They're in the exact same spot. They're not winning, you know, eight plus games this year. They're not winning eight plus games next year, barring some crazy, crazy free agent signing and lucky draft. The, but, the Jags could still do that next year, probably. Their cap situation, they could spend the next season, right? Yeah, still have a healthy cap room. And the Bengals still got a pretty good cap room. Oh, They're not doing too shabby themselves. Okay. They're not the Saints. They're, they're, they're spending a little bit on the defense. They still got they got like Geno Act. They got some old timers hanging around. But yeah, both defenses aren't that good. So it's going to really be, you know, rookie quarterback against, you know, basically rookie quarterback. He missed all, almost all the season with that tournament. You know, if it was baseball, he'd be a rookie. But football doesn't do that. You know? Yeah. 